The following production is part of the Weeb. Hello and welcome to the New England Society of Geeks podcast. I am your host Derek, and this is this is episode one hundred of the podcast. Honestly, <laughs> for the longest time, I wasn't sure I'd make it to a hundred, but here we are. Um, so. In celebration of the 100th episode, I'll give you a little backstory on the podcast. We'll kind of take a little dive into the past, the present, and the future of the New England, the New England Society of Geeks podcast. So, I started this podcast many years ago with the thought in my head that I would, um, I wanted to do a podcast where every episode I would gather together a group of my friends and fellow geeks and we'd pick a topic to discuss and we'd you know have a little round table and discuss that topic um and at first it was you know it was pretty cool it was a lot of fun i enjoyed it uh but slowly um as anyone who may uh who plays dungeons and dragons or any other role-playing games might know it's hard to get groups of people together on a regular basis. So that started falling apart and I I've tried a few other things. I've come up with some other ideas over the course of the podcast. I've tried out a few things and um well one thing that stuck is the monthly comics cast, which you're about to hear uh an episode of. And where we're at now is the podcast has been in a really kind of weird place, and um, right now, again, I still am not sure how we made it to episode 100, but we did. Uh, but I'm, I see that as a new starting point, and I am reimagining the podcast. Uh, I've come up with a whole bunch of new ideas on things I'm going to do. It's going to be a bit of a different co- um podcast some things will stay will still be there and uh, like for example the monthly comics cast i enjoy doing that with uh my group of comic enthusiasts uh dario paul and the newest member john and uh yeah so we'll still be doing that and um i'm going to try to make this a more regular podcast uh you know I, i'm going to try for a weekly release and to do that, I've come up with some other ideas. Um, some things I'm going to continue doing. The uh, the Star Wars chronological rewatch experiment that I've been doing. Uh, but I'm, uh, I think I'm going to change the format on that a bit. So that... <clears throat> excuse me. I got a little cold, so I may sound funny. Um, I'm going to change the format on that a bit. And uh, I'm still going to be doing... Watching... Star Wars chronologically and commenting on it, but I'm I'm gonna do it in a different way, and uh, you'll see when the next episode comes out. Um, I'm still planning on doing uh, editions of the Falcons Lounge with uh, my buddy Jimbo, and hopefully, perhaps some others as well. And I have a few other ideas for the podcast as well. So basically, um, yeah, it's a new new beginning for the podcast, and there's going to be some, some changes, some good changes, I think, and, uh, you know, stick with it, and I think you're going to enjoy it. So, in the meantime, without further ado, here is 
episode 100 of the New England Society of Geeks podcast, which, appropriately, is in the February edition of the Monthly Comics Cast. So, um, most importantly, uh, I do want to thank everybody who has listened and continues to listen to the podcast. I really do appreciate each and every one of you more than you could ever realize, and I hope you will help me uh, let the podcast progress, and I thank you for that as well. But enough about me, let's get to the comics, shall we? <laughs> Alright, here we go. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Guys, I'm bringing the party to you. Society of Geeks Podcast. I am your host, Eric, and this is another edition of The Monthly Comics Cast. So you know what that means. That means I have gathered with me the... Oh, I forgot. What did we call it last time? Was it the... Uh, League of Substitute Podcasters? <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> I think Dario came up with that one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so of course that means I have with me the cosmic comic guru Dario. What's up, Dario? It's me. Hello, everybody. And the world's greatest sidekick, Paul. What's up, Paul? Much guys. And of course, our newest addition, the defender of the secret wars, John. Hello, everybody. I didn't say you could talk, John. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that nice of you? <laughs> How are you guys all doing? Very good. All right, cool. So let's get into some comics, shall we? Uh, of <clears> course. <throat> so the first thing we're going to do is our comic reviews, and um, you know, uh, I got nothing. So <laughs> <laughs> how about let's? How about you, Dario? What do you got? I got three books. Ooh. And it's three. No shock that. Uh, let's see. All of them are DC. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Sure. <laughs> um, okay, so the first book is going to be the launch, one of the launch titles for the Dawn of DC. It's Act, Superman Action Comics, number 1051. Now, don't be deterred by that number, because on the front cover it says it's the first supersized issue. So there's a big number one on there, so you can say you have a number one. See? Number one there. <laughs> because yeah. I didn't know how it was going to catch up to all those other with all those other issues. Yeah, I'm not going to go back and read 1,050 issues to get find out what's going on. No <laughs> anyway, certainly. Uh, this is the dawn of the new DC. So DC is running over the course of the last uh, maybe half a year or so, maybe even a year. They've been kind of getting ready to reformat their whole line again. So they did the Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, which wrapped up and has led into 
the Lazarus Planet storyline, which I don't remember if I talked about that last time, but um, the planet the planet Rasar Ghoul has all his Lazarus pits has exploded. Oh, the, the planet, the island that his Lazarus pits are on, exploded, and uh, the all the Lazarus pit juice went into the air, and and all the uh, <laughs> all the clouds turned toxic rain and has rained all over the entire planet. Which has caused existing metahumans' powers to change, regular p- people to get a metahuman gene activated, and um, out of game, if you want to call it, use that term. It's DC's way of kind of resetting everything. So anyway, um, outside of the Lazarus Planet storyline, um, they're doing this dawn of DC. So what's particularly ha- interesting with this book is they're going to a... Um, anthology format so you're going to have the primary story which will focus on uh i think it's going to focus on the team as as a whole so they might as well call the superman family back like they did in the day um so we got superman we have connor kent we have john kent we have supergirl we have kent kent steel Steele's daughter, who's uh, Natasha, is her real name. I don't remember what her superhero name is. Um, we find out in this issue that Superman and Lois have decided to adopt two new kids that are um, tweens. Was um, that the term? When they're just yep. like 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're from War World. So they're, they're not Kryptonian, but they're powerful. They're, 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 they're being called the Wonder Twins, even though they're not the Wonder Twins that we know of, uh-huh. the Saturday morning cartoon. Um, so I'm still not entirely sure what their power set is, but I know they can fly. Um, and the the Superman from China, whose name I can't remember, um, unfortunately, and they use his name very sparingly in this book. Um, there's a couple like times where he interacts with the other characters, but they don't call him a name. They just you know they just talk back and forth. And so we say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, Steel would be eight. So it's a bunch of people wearing the Superman crest, um, and it's focusing on them as a team. And Natasha and John Henry Steel are opening up a new foundation. They're they just finished building a building that's bigger than LexCorp's building, and their goal is to. Uh, use advanced technology to better mankind. So they're going to make advanced tech, they're going to share it with the world, and they want everybody to use it to better mankind. They're like, we can't just stop trains. We can't just save kittens from trees. We need to do this. So their, their goal is to try and change the world through sharing technology and, and, and knowledge. And guess who doesn't like that? Take a wild stab. Lex Luthor. Right. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so Lex, uh, Lex has uh, Metallo uh, remade, and Metallo has got a really interesting story. Um, he's not a villain for villain's sake anymore. He is doing this because he's trying to protect his sister. So his storyline is, is a little bit more interesting than what it used to be. Um, but he has Metallo go and destroy this building. So that. that since it's an anthology, the stories are shorter, so we end it with him attacking that building, okay? Then, the follow-up story, um, did any of you guys read? Nope. 
I don't, I don't think any of you guys besides Paul would have read this. Um, maybe about five years ago, DC did a series called Convergence, where um, the storyline was about Brainiac kind of plucking uh, the remnants of all the other realities that had been gone. So it was kind of a way to bring back the multiverse. So um, at the time, the New 52 was going on, uh, but Brainiac had taken Metropolis and kind of saved it. So the the... 80s version of Superman and Metropolis still existed, but in this little pocket. And that's kind of how they explain uh, John Kent being born. Uh, in that Convergent series, uh, John was born. And then Lee Weeks and Dan Jurgens did a miniseries called Lois and Clark um, to kind of talk about how they grew up and they lived in Kansas and all that stuff. And that uh, Superman was in hiding with Lois and his son, on the new 52 world. It's starting to get complicated. But <laughs> Starving? <laughs> so anyway, this backup story involves um, an untold uh, untold tale from that time. So uh, John Kent oh, wow. is still a little kid. Uh, they're on the farm in Kansas, Kansas, and they're telling a story about that. Um, and I love Lee Weeks on this particular book. He's I, I, lo- I love his art anyway. Oh, Lee uh, Weeks. Huh? Yeah. So uh, the fact that he's back doing this storyline with Dan Jurgens, and you can tell that the two of them like really enjoy this kind of genre that they're talking about right here with these characters at this time um, is is pretty cool. And then third storyline is called Power Girl Reborn, and I can't think of a character more complicated than Power Girl because she <laughs> has had her origin retold a hundred thousand times. Yeah. Get her. Read that issue, hey. What's that? I actually read that issue, and it was pretty cool because they had they introduced they reintroduced a Teen Titan that they haven't used in a while. Is that the girl in Power Girl? Yeah, that's uh, that's um, Willith. Is that who that is? That's Willith. Well, because I could I didn't know who that was. I mean, I she addressed her by name, but I I didn't make the connection. Yep. That's cool. Yep. I'm glad you told me that. Um, Again, so, moral support. They're, thanks. <laughs> so, um, they're basically, Power Girl was affected by the Lazarus Reign, so she has a new power, and it's some sort of psychic power. Um, so, she's teamed up with that character, Lilith, and the two of them are using their abilities to help heroes that have had distress from being superheroes, so they're kind of uh, psychiatrists. So this story, this whole storyline, is them trying to uh, make Beast Boy like get through the trauma of him getting shot in the head during Crisis on uh, the Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. So that that's the tr- the, that's them trying to deal with the PTSD of uh, Beast Boy getting shot. Interesting. Um, I think I like the idea of the story more than I like the art that they used. Um, the artist on that particular storyline was McGuire. I want to say Savage, but it's not Savage. Uh, it's S-A-U-V-A-G-E, so I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, the art's fine, but it's very it's very light. You know, it's like it's like the coloring on there makes it almost like a coloring oh, yeah. book, I guess. Um, huh. I don't know if I like it. But anyway... I'm a big fan of anthology books. Uh, it gives it gives a chance for other characters that they might not necessarily want to use all the time to shine uh, and make room and do stuff that they wouldn't normally do. So hopefully this book survives. 
Uh, well, I know Action Comics will survive, but hopefully this format lasts. Um, I liked it a lot, and for only five bucks and getting three stories that didn't feel like they were like too short is pretty decent. Is that hmm. is that the first book out of the new? No. Um, so Don, well, yeah, it is. It is. So uh, the next one's gonna be February. We're in February. Um, <laughs> It's going to be Superman number one, which has to come out next week because it's the only time left for it to come out. And then in March, it's going to be Adventures of Superman, John Kent, uh, Unstoppable Doom Patrol, and Harley Quinn. Uh, April is going to be Green Lantern number one and Superboy, Man of Tomorrow. May is going to be Batman, Brave and the Bold. So they're giving him a a team-up book again. I know, Paul, you're looking forward to that like I am. Yeah. yeah. Cyborg number one and Shazam number one. And then in June, they're giving the Penguin his own book. Really? And Steelworks, um, which is probably going to focus on um, John Henry and Natasha Irons, I imagine. On that Penguin book, mm-hmm. it's, um, I guess the government want, the government tells the Penguin that he's got to go back into the, um, you know, being like a crime boss for whatever reason. He's being funded by the government. Hmm, interesting. Well, the Doom Patrol looks pretty good, though. Yeah, I forgot to bring it down. Cause I, I didn't bring it down to review because I didn't finish reading all the stories, but um, I think it's this week's Lazarus, Lazarus Planet book. Um, uh, every 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 couple weeks they put a Lazarus Planet book where it's just going to be like four stories kind of sh- showcasing what's going to happen, and there's a Doom Patrol story in there, and it was pretty decent. It's their classic Doom Patrol team um the chief isn't leading it anymore the um the new chief is crazy jane so one of her personalities is the new chief um and they go off and they save uh an army guy that becomes a kind of a weird like psychedelic mushroom freak (laughs) and they have to kind of save him and then the army is like well now that you saved now that you've stopped him from freaking out and attacking people on the base we're gonna use him um, for our purposes, and they're like, no, 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 we're gonna save them. So, um, they, it's, it's, you know, the government trying to use meta humans for their own, their own means, kind of a thing. Naturally. All right. So, um, the next book on my list is issue four of four of the new champion of Shazam. I may or may not have mentioned this book before. So, this is a book uh, yeah. focusing on Mary Marvel, and it was a four issue miniseries, and. The creative team is written by Jose Campbell. Uh, the artist is Evan Doc Shatner. And the colorist, all oh, the color is also done by Evan Doc Shatner. Um, there's a bunch of different teams in here, um, a lot. So I'm not going to go over it. But anyway, that's for the Action Comics one. But for Shazam, it's just one team. Um, four issue miniseries establishing Mary Marvel as the champion of Shazam. And it's, if you're a fan of the Captain Marvel Shazam story, like stories of the past, it's very standard. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, it's what you would want. Uh, she fights, uh, Suniva's daughter. Her name is Georgina Suniva. And it's, they bring back uncle Dudley and they, they just try and establish her as being, the Shazam that they're going to focus on. Um, I liked a lot. Doc Shackner. Uh, uh, yeah. 
Evan Doc Shatner there is one of my favorite artists. Every time he, I read almost everything he's ever worked on, and this carries, I think, the right flavor that the Captain Marvel Shazam family needs to have. Uh, high recommendation on this book. Yeah. The only problem is that I don't think they they went to all the effort to make Mary the Shazam, and I and after reading uh, Planet Lazarus last week, Billy's back, so it's like Mary Shazam. No, she's not. <laughs> don't get your hopes up so i don't know when the shazam comic comes out i'll find out what's going on but um i liked it a lot that was really good so when they collect this into a four issue trade i would suggest it to anybody who likes that kind of stuff and then the last book i have is issue number two of justice society of america um continuing the storyline of huntress kind of going through time trying to save the justice societies of the past, present, and future. Um, I know I talked about this last time. This book, it's, even though it's only issue two, uh, we had like kind of a zero issue that introduced these characters, um, issue one and issue two, and it just gets better every time. Um, the fact that they have uh, you know, Jerry Ordway doing, the, doing all the art for the stuff in the 40s, and they have different artists doing the stuff in the future and the present day. Yeah, is, that's is, pretty cool. Is really, really cool. Um, and there's some new characters that you're introducing. Like there's a supposed sidekick that, you know, no one ever knew about, um, that worked with Dr. Fate, uh, her name's Salem, the witch girl. And it's going to be, they're going to be introducing a bunch of sidekicks that supposedly existed in the past, but I don't know if <clears throat> we talked about this last time, Paul. Yeah. Isn't that like the last children? Yeah. And then there using this artifact that they introduced over the past uh, few years in D.C. It's a snow globe, and the snow globe is the one of the last remnants of the power of Dr. Manhattan is locked away in here. So there's a watch tied to the bottom of the snow globe, and that watch is the watch that Dr. Manhattan uh, kind of carried around with him, the one that his dad fixed. Uh, oh, so that's okay. about his power in it, too. But this globe is... is uh, there's a lot of people looking for this globe because it's got the ability to kind of change reality. Very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they revealed the bad guy in this issue is Per Degaton, um, who is, I didn't realize he was a time-traveling villain. I thought he was just a conqueror, but apparently he's a time-traveling villain. Um, again, let's see, the creative team on this is Jeff Johns, and the art team is Mikel Jaden, Jerry Ordway, and Scott Collins with a K. And very, very good. Um, yeah, that's all I got for today. I think I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but if it's my choice for for, for next time, I have what we're going to read right here. I'll show it to you later. <laughs> it's a big volume, but I just want to read one thing out of it. It is. I think it is his turn. Ah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what that is, and then we'll decide. No, yeah, I think it might be. But anyway, so that's all you have, Dario? That's all I have. All so right. I don't have more. All right. Um, all right, let's have uh, Paul go next, then, there. Like I feel with Lita. <laughs> okay. I had You have nothing? I have nothing, because I put in 80 hours of work last week. Okay, um... Well then, well, I have one review, and it is 
It's not a review. It's more more of a, an announcement. Ooh, I like announcements. You getting married? No. <laughs> I want to wish that fearless leader a happy birthday. Oh, oh, that's right. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Derek. That's right. We are recording this on my very birthday. 872 years old. Wow. Yeah. You don't look at day over 171. <laughs> tell you what, Dario, honestly, that is how old my body feels. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's amazing what an Infinity Stone will do to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish. Um, yeah. So, all right then. Uh, since neither I or Paul have anything, uh, we'll move on to John. But before we do that, I just want to say one thing. Uh, Paul, read a comic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Paul. Use your own words against you. I did read a. I did read a comic. I read. I read the uh, Thanos quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. You got some quality. But you didn't read the I, whole thing. Anyway. I read, read more than you did. Am I the only one who read the whole thing? <laughs> I read most of it. I read it. I did too. I've read it. I've read it you, many. I've, I read it years ago. So. All right, John. I, what do you got? I did have one Darth Vader book that I did have a chance to read. Okay. Uh, Victor, uh, Thanos Quest uh, had me going, so I didn't have much. But um, yeah, all those basically, two issues, what is it? <laughs> yeah. So Vader is running around. What issue? Uh, this is issue thirty. But, I don't think uh, Vader uh, runs anywhere. No, he doesn't. He's walking around, flying in his spaceship. Uh, the writer is Greg Pak. Our artist is Luke Ross. Colorist is Federico Lee. And the letterer is JC uh, VCs Joe Caramanga, uh, cover artist is Oz. Close enough. And then a whole bunch of variant covers and stuff like that. But anyways, uh, it's it's pretty good. Uh, it's been a, over a month since I've read it, so I had to go through it real quick. But all the handmaidens are kind of working together. Uh, Padme's old handmaidens, and they're trying to get. Save they're trying to save her from Darth Vader, and Darth Vader has her on this quest to assassinate uh, this politician, which she doesn't want to do. And she actually makes it look like she assassinated him. On a, and it's a pretty good story. Uh, it's about one of the handmaidens, right? That's one of the handmaidens. Is looks like there's five. Let's see, I can't remember the name of the main one. It's the one that was uh, played by. Um uh, Kira Knightley, right? Kira Knightley, yeah. yeah. And I don't know if that's Sabe or not, but there's Sabe, and then there's Dorma, and then there's like... It's Sabe, I think. Four, four, four others. But anyways, it's pretty good. Uh, I would give really? it a high rating. What's that? Where the hell is Will Turner when you need him? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Is that the Crimson Rain series? This is, no, this is uh, a different series altogether. That's just the straight up Darth Vader book, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's all I had on that. That's pretty good. Uh, did you want me to get right into the other thing or any questions or no, no questions. Uh, all right. Yeah. You can go ahead and get right into your next book if you want. All right. Thanos quest. So whoa, 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 whoa. not that one. Is that your only review? Yeah. I Darth only had Vader? one. All right. All right. I apologize. <laughs> All right. I think I did read a Yoda book, and actually, yeah, I, it was Yoda, and that I was about it. 
but the Yoda book is, I can't really remember too much about that one either. So, Hey, John, Yoda man. Yeah. <laughs> Yoda man. All right. All right. So I guess that'll be it for our, uh, for our reviews, review slash recommendations. So now we're going to move into our off the shelf segment. And that is where we take an older story or, uh, you know, a full story and we reread it or read it for the first time and give our thoughts on it. And every month, every month we switch off who has their picks. And this week the pick is by, of course, John. So John, take it away. What do you got for us? Okay. We have Thanos quest. Okay. That's the writer is Jim Stalin. The penciler is Ron Lim. Inker is John Betty. Uh, colorist is Tom Vincent. Letterer is Ken Brusenach. Editor, Craig Anderson. Editor-in-chief, Tom DeFalco. And cover is done by Jim Starlin. It looks like a painted cover. He likes to do that once in a while. So this series, uh, Thanos just came back to life. He was killed off in the 70s. And now he's back at it again with the soul gems. He calls them the soul gems, but well, he says they're really not called the soul gems, they're really the infinity gems. So he has to start off on this quest. And I like the artwork. It's a little different uh, because it seems like they're doing something different with the coloring and stuff like that. I don't know what how you guys felt about that. Well, it was a prestige format book at the time, so it's on better paper. And they, at, yeah. at the time, it was still using newsprint for a lot of stuff, I think, even though it might have been a better format newsprint but that's that's mm. prestige i have to say okay um one thing i really like is the the first page the the first image of thanos just in standing on his chair floating in space there mm-hmm. oh yeah that is a great oh. that is a great image well I had some. I had some serious like when I was look when I was watching when I was watching when I was reading the the issues and looking at him in the chair. I was like, that's kind of Metron's deal. Metron, yes. Those of you who know DC Comics, that is the yeah. one of the first things like, I thought of as well. Like, tools around on a chair too. <laughs> yeah, so Thanos does do that. He goes around on a chair, and maybe that's where they got that uh, image from. Mm. You know, and so he starts off. Go. Metron was first, right? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Yeah, he was. So Thanos goes off and goes after this guy in between her, who is in a prison, and he has to convince the in between her, hey, I'll help you out of the prison, right? And, you know, then, you know, we can work together on this and stuff like that. And Yeah, he promises him that he'll help, that he'll help him go after death because uh, in between right. her and death are not friends. Right. Exactly. So he uh, he does that, and when he he has his powers, the in betweener is more powerful than Thanos currently. But so they work together, and once he breaks the prison, what happens is he loses his powers because he didn't realize that his powers weren't going to work outside the prison. And Thanos realized that, so he just takes a gem from him, and he kind of laughs, and he says, "Oh, by the way, you're." bosses uh lord chaos and master order they probably won't be as nice to you as they were before <laughs> you know he's like no you don't you know Thanos yeah, disappears like, 
And there he is, he's like, no, Lord, Lord Chaos, Master Order, you don't understand. Thanos was here. You just see him he's screaming in the end, you know, they don't care what happened. They're like, you, you broke the prison now. Now you're going to get it, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he was in prison to begin with, but I thought it was interesting where Thanos, when he, when he gets out, Thanos is like, you don't even get it, do you? He's like, they put you in that bubble and you had your power. <laughs> you were comfortable. You could feel powerful and all this stuff. Yeah. He goes, but outside that bubble, you got nothing. And uh, yeah. thanks for that gem. Boop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he takes it right from him. <laughs> and then he's like, well, and in between is like, I'm just going to tell on you. And Thanos is like, they can't even see me. <laughs> yeah yeah because he's out of the norm right yeah uh, so basically when he i think the reason why he is is one because he's thanos but he's died and he's come back to life so mm -hmm. that's what they always say you know so next. so apparently um the in-betweener was imprisoned because he tried to overtake galactus oh that's right yeah. so um his master's chaos and order decided to imprison him Hmm. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good storyline too. You so, like the editor's note, Derek? When, when yeah, right. <laughs> what's happening? There's like a little asterisk <laughs> down at the bottom. That's right. I like that because it adds to it. That's good. Uh, so he, that was the soul gem. You get the soul gem from the in between. The next guy he's going after is the champion, and he has the power gem. Right? Uh, Champion's awesome. This is yeah. this is his second appearance, I think. His second appearance? I think so. Really? His first appearance was in Marvel Team Up. Which was what was the name of the thing? The thing team up. Marvel was? Two and One. Uh, it was an annual three or something like that. Yeah, and, and it was right it was, after like it was right after like Rocky Three came out, so everything oh, was like right. boxing. Everything had to be boxing. He went against the Hulk, Thor, and. The gladiator, they would say, listen, the gladiator said you had to go by a certain rules or else you're disqualified. And Thor's yeah. like, I'm going to use my hammer. You're disqualified. <laughs> Hulk, Hulk is like, jump. You're disqualified. So he's disqualified all these guys. And the guys that he's not disqualifying, he's just beaten up. And then yeah. in the end, you, you've read it, right? Thing yeah. is barely standing. And he's like, all right, since, you know, because the whole thing was that he was going to destroy the planet, right? Yeah. And uh, he said, okay, since you have such good uh, like stamina. It, stamina and stuff yeah. like that, and you're a real hero, I'm not going to destroy your planet. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, uh, I thought it was a good read. It is. <laughs> it's a great read. read. But as far as I know, he didn't appear again until now. So, I, I think you're right. because editor, unless, Editor's note. Yeah. Uh, you are correct. Champion's first appearance was Marvel 2-in-1 Annual number 7, 1982. He was created by Tom DeFalco and Ron Wilson. Ah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> he might have been in that uh, same thing where the in-betweener, the reason why he got uh, arrested by Lord Chaos Master Order, he might have been in that storyline too. I can't remember though. Oh, maybe. But um, anyways, it's kind of funny. Thanos first comes across... Uh, the champion here and he says hey i want to fight you for this planet and he gets him into fighting and then he gets this force shield and the champion's like okay i'm gonna beat this force force shield and then get to you and he said all right i'm gonna go like a thousand miles up in the air and then come down and destroy your force field and that's when thanos like he clicks out he's uh he away. away yeah 
Yeah, he drops the key. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Hey, he hits a planet and destroys the planet, and then Thanos says, "Oh, well, you know, I'm not interested in fighting anymore." And he's like, "No, we still have to fight." Well, you destroyed the world, so I don't want the world anymore. <laughs> and he's like, "Lost interest in this." What, what do you have? And he's like, all right, I'll, I'll take that power gem if you want me to take you somewhere. And he's yeah, because like, oh, the champion okay. can't move on his, in space on his own, so he's like, I'm right. just going to float here forever? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, I'll just wait until someone comes by. And Thanos is like, yeah, but everybody knows you, and they all know that all you do is go to other planets and destroy them. So well, why would anybody want to pick you up when the champion's like, Oh yeah, you're right. No one likes it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take the gem. Take the gem. It doesn't work anyways, you know. Which it's the power gem, so I'm sure it helped him out a little bit, you know. So yeah, the second time Thanos is, is kind of mentally narrating the fact that the gem is what gives him all his power, but he has no clue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's not able to do it, and so he gives him the gem, and then he tosses him. Uh, <laughs> He's like, oh, this is a, he takes him to this planet. He's like, oh, this is a good planet. And Thanos is like, oh, okay, well, here you go. And he's like, you're not going to drop me off on land? He's like, no, I didn't. I said I'd take you to another planet. I didn't say how <laughs> to do it. <laughs> so the guy, you know, he won't, he won't be hurt falling to the planet, but it's just kind of uh, insulting. For the kind guy, of a dick you know? move is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Which he, Thanos does uh, every stage, uh, every step of the book here. And so the next guy, uh, I don't know if you wanted to add anything there, Derek, before I go to the gardener. The gardener, right, he goes to the gardener who has his flower bed and his garden. And he has a time gem. And what he does is he uses the time gem to make this beautiful garden. He grows the flowers till they're quickly with his time gem. And he doesn't even realize it. He does it subconsciously. And he grows them to big, huge, and... Then he pauses them in time, so these flowers are always eternally blooming at their peak. So Thanos knows this. The gardener just thinks somehow the gem helps me make my garden better, but he doesn't realize what it actually does. So what Thanos does, he sits down, they have a nice little chat, and Thanos is like, listen, I don't want to fight you. You know, I'd rather if you just give me the gem, and then you can just stay here and enjoy your garden. And the gardener is like, no, I'm not going to do that. And so... They sit down, and the gardener starts making vines go all around Thanos and stuff, and Thanos just sits there, and what he does is he uh, uses he his own gem against the power him. power gem, right? Right. He used the power gem to make the gardener's gem uh, work overtime, you know? And the gardener just didn't know what was going on and before, you know, it was too late. and It just destroyed the gardener, right? He yeah, he threw vines throw. all around him, right? And yeah. Yeah, the vines are growing through him, all around him. So it just, it just yeah, they were coming out his yeah. eyes and his ears. Yep, yep. What I think is super interesting is that this this entire book basically he Starlin's writing the origin of all these Infinity Gems because up until then they were just bobbles on people's heads. Right. Yeah. Oops. Yep. Yeah, and so that's that's the end of. Thanos Quest, right. issue one. Uh, quick little editor's note. Uh, first appearance of The Gardener was in Marvel Team-Up. Um, Sounds right. Number 55. Uh-huh. It was a story with Spider-Man and Warlock. Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, a little bit of trivia for you. Did you know that The Gardener has a real name? Is it Bob? 
It's got to be Bob, right? Bob Gardner, yeah. <laughs> no, it is Ord Zions. Z-Y-O-N-Z. Oh, wow. It's a good name. <laughs> good, strong name. <laughs> and I do like uh, the final page, um, the final panel, where it's just the image of Thanos smiling, sitting in his throne. After yep. beating mm-hmm. the gardener. That one's a good one. Yeah, that is good. That's a classic pose. Uh, Thanos pose. You may continue. All right. Thanos Quest Book 2. All right. Same team. Okay. And so the next guy it comes across is the uh, collector. And the collector has... Wait for it. I think it's the Space Stone... No, it's the reality gem. Yeah, the runner has a space stone. Right. So he has the reality gem. Uh, the collector doesn't know what it is. He thinks it's broken, but he still he collects right rare items, and it's a it's a, uh, an affinity gem. So there's only six, so he wants it, and he has it. And so uh, Thanos says, "Hey, listen, you know I don't want to fight you. You know I have something that's going to be more valuable than that, and I'm going to bring it to you. You know and the collector's like, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, why don't you see what see what you got? And Thanos sits there and waits for like five minutes, fifteen minutes, because he wants to see. He's like, if if the guy knows how to use this gem, he's gonna probably come after me in the next couple of minutes. So we'll see. And he's like, oh, he doesn't, he didn't come, so he hasn't figured out how to use this yet. Great. So I'm gonna continue on my quest here and go after the runner. And the runner. Okay, uh, first, editor's note, (laughs) the first appearance of the Collector was in Avengers 28. Ooh, I like this, The Collector also has a real name. Who knows that? Samson. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) It's uh, Tanner Lear Tyvan. Who's his brother? I know who his brother is. His brother (laughs) is... God. Who's (laughs) his brother? The Game Master. Yes, the game master. Oh, that's, that's right. right. They're brothers, huh? Mm-hmm. So as also, he is also a gem, which we find out later. Spoiler yes, alert! That's right. Spoiler alert! Oh, sorry. He I, I mean, gem as I well. mean, um... oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> so then he continues on his quest after the runner, and the runner has the space gem. Now the runner is a dude that's totally gold. Yep. And all his power is what now? He Running. Runs. <laughs> he runs really fast. <laughs> as far as I can tell. So the runner, he uh, just think the, thinks the, the space gem makes him run faster. And what it is, Thanos realized, Thanos knows how this works. The guy runs and he's like, sometimes I'm at a place before I even realize it. And what it is, yeah, because you teleported there, you know, you think you running fast you're really just teleporting you know and you don't even realize what your uh gem does you know what's that he's a cheater he's a cheater (laughs) no i ran i know i ran (laughs) he's not a runner he's a teleporter (laughs) that's right and so uh they stop fighting you know and the runner is winning you know he's thanos up thanos can do nothing and the runner's like okay before i turn you into a purple paste why Why are you trying to get all the gems? Tell me a secret, you know? And Thanos t- 
talks and tells him he tells him everything you know he's like this and that and and then uh he, he says uh still couldn't resist stopping to gloat once you thought me defeated and, and you see the runner thought what do you mean thought and then instantly he becomes you know that you, you see thanos talking and then the next scene you see uh the runner he's old right He's like, how does it feel to be a million years old? <laughs> and so at that point, he just takes the gem, you know, nicely. He's like, I don't even know if you can hear me, but we're going to take it. And then he, ta- he does this using the time gem. Now, at this point, and I don't know, maybe Dario or one of you guys can step in. I don't know if he's turning him old while he's talking to him uh, when he's said why you want these gems or if he waited until that particular moment it all happens off panel i imagine he's doing it while he's talking yeah probably yeah. so i, I kind of found so find he that loses interesting beautiful golden lock yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just a few strands of <laughs> hair there and then he changes takes them from a million years old and then turns turns back time turns them into an infant baby you know <laughs> like this will be easier to transport you and the collector will like you a lot better that way easier to handle so he goes back to the collector did you want to say something Derek? before i go to the back to the collector the runner's first appearance was defenders volume one number 143 oh yeah i didn't know i didn't read i didn't know that yeah that's interesting quite continue all right so he takes him to the collector the collector's ready with his guns facing out towards space and course thanos just teleports in because he just got the space gem right so he's like you can turn your guns down now he's like if i wanted to i could defeat that easily so why don't you just turn them off he's like you're ready to make the deal you know i got the runner here he's a uh he's a baby and what do they call him uh elders of the universe elders of the universe Mm -hmm. you can have an elder of the universe right and you so he's now a baby elder Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a baby elder <laughs> and he's like uh fine you can take it thanos you can take it i'll i'll keep this elder baby and thanos is like you really don't know what you have here do you and he's like this controls reality you know and you see the reflection uh in the page there Derek, kind of the look Derek probably likes mm-hmm. but you can see the reflection yeah. of the uh collector like oh well, what is he talking about and he's like let me give you a little taste <laughs> you see that collector in the next scene he's like sweating he's like oh my god i didn't realize i had that please take it out of here you know <laughs> and so and it was just like gladly i'll take it from you and he's like oh by the way uh that spell that i put on the runner that's only gonna last a few more seconds i hope <laughs> i hope have any ill will towards each other and is like you're gonna imprison me as a baby i'll show you and he's he just uh, lets the poor collector have it. Again. <laughs> yeah. Another, another dick move. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So he kind of he screws all these guys over in the end, you know, and they're not too happy with it, but there's not much they can do, you know? So, so before you go on to the next scene, um, yeah. I had to look up that issue of Defenders 143 because when Derek mentioned that, that number, I was thinking that that was probably one of the worst iterations of the team. And I looked it up, and it was. This is like the worst yeah. iteration of the team. It's Moon Dragon, oh. huh. Angel, Iceman, yeah. Beast. So it's basically X Men. Yeah, um, really. Yeah. And a girl called Cloud. 
cloud. She becomes, she becomes <laughs> cloud. <laughs> oh, and gargoyle. Oh, gargoyle is like one of the oh, worst. Gargoyles. Oh, gargoyle. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I always said, why do they have this guy on the team? It doesn't even make any sense. He's just they a librarian. He just, he's just, he's got glasses and he reads books. <laughs> he has the little wings in the yeah, back. He's terrible. He goes off with Theater Near You, the new Defenders. <laughs> oh, jeez. Could you imagine if they made a movie of that? I'm surprised they haven't yet. Well, the yeah. Defenders, not the... So... Uh, should I continue with this? Yes. Continue. Okay, so he has now the reality gem, so he has five. And so he's ready to go after the game master, right? And the game master has a uh, uh, mind gem. Actually, so, we... Yes, let's hear it. Keep going, I'll be right We're back. All, we are incorrect. He is not the game master. He's not. He is the grand master. Oh, oh why are we calling him the game master? I, well, don't, I don't know. No. Well, it's probably because I called him that to begin with. Way to go, John. The grandmaster. So I set I set Derek up for failure here. You can edit that out, right, Derek? Nope. <laughs> edit it. Edit it. Edit, out. edit every time he says game master. Yeah, no, let's no put your voice in there. Yeah. Sure okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just hey. I'll just record myself saying. Grandmaster, and every time I <laughs> just switch that out, it'd be so, like oh. bad dubbing on TV. <laughs> yeah, so he uh, he's ready to go against the Grandmaster. The Grandmaster's waiting for him very patiently as a chessboard out, and uh, he has his uh, gem in a little force field saying, "Hey, listen, if I die or something like that, then this gem's gonna continually teleport." infinitely all around the universe and you're never going to be able to find it you know and Thanos is like all right what do we have to do well we have to play this game of chess and it's kind of like they put these uh <clears throat> it's like in a virtual reality right like i guess if you think like a matrix type of thing i have one slight issue with this and it's yeah. it's you have thanos the titan and the grandmaster mm. one of the elders and they're gonna play a human game of chess. That's a little. It's it's universal math, dude. <laughs> Excuse me, dude. <laughs> That's pretty good. So they 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 get into this little virtual reality, right? And they're they're going at it, and of course, Thanos uh, defeats him. You know he. He does all of this little trick and behind the back, and so the Grandmaster was uh, playing him the whole time. He wasn't going to let him win, so he tricked him, or he, at least he thought so. And the Grandmaster said, "You know, I wasn't going to let you have all the gems. You know, you, you don't think I'm a fool, do you?" And he's like, "By the way, thanks for bringing all the other gems to me. I appreciate that." And so. Uh, he basically encases him in this stone stuff. And so he thinks that Thanos is all turned to stone. So he's just going to chop the stone and break Thanos into pieces. But he realizes, oh no, it's, he breaks it up and he sees it's a robot. He's like, oh no, it can't the be. The old robot trick. Yeah. <laughs> and so the real Thanos is in real life. He takes the computer that's running the simulation and smashes it, which turns, uh, grandmaster into like a 
like a zombie-like state, you know? So his heart doesn't stop beating, which was going to teleport the device all over the world and stuff, or all over the universe. And so there it is. He just has to pluck it. And I like this one line. He, he says, I could have taken this gem from you in any of a thousand ways, but this one was the most enjoyable. You know, because <laughs> he has, Thanos is like, I have all five other gems, you know, I could have done it in a thousand different ways, but this one you know, beating you at your own game was the best. You know, and then the rest of the issue, I won't go into it because Jim Styling gets to talking a lot and <laughs> Thanos hangs out with death and stuff like that. And um, he gets a little frustrated. But before we continue, a little, a couple little fun facts about the Grand Master. Yes. Whose real name is Endwe N- Gast. His first appearance was in The Avengers number 69. <laughs> and and a very little known fact that very few people actually know is that he is the brother of the collector can you imagine that can you believe who who would ever have guessed that that's like that's like one of the, that's amazing. That's one of the secrets of the cosmos, really. That's nerd knowledge there. Anybody, <laughs> anybody who tells you they know who the brother of the collector is is an ultimate nerd. Nerd! Unless, yeah. unless they say he's the game master. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Don't call him the game master. He won't like that. He's the grand master. Mm-hmm. All right, continue, John. Yeah, so the rest of the book, he uh, goes over into detail about all the gems, and he just kind of takes his time explaining it. There's some interesting yeah. imagery in these, yeah, in these panels. When he's tra- when he's traveling to the nexus of reality, when his yeah yeah, there's like those full images of of, of Thanos like breaking apart and becoming like mutated by all the all the yeah. stuff. Yeah, the one nice. uh, the one image of him with the top of his head off and he's got people suffering in there is interesting. Yeah. The mind gem, I think. Mm. Very interesting. Very, very creative. And he goes to death and he's like, so now, now, you know, now we can be a couple and death was yeah. like, death refuses to speak to him because they're not equal no matter what. Before they weren't equal right. and now they're even more not equal. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, he's, he's too powerful now, right? So she doesn't, it's a little... A little too much for her. It ends with a, a single tear. Thanos is like, she won't speak with me. Yeah. Boo-hoo. <laughs> I shall destroy half the universe. He cries. Paul is back? I don't know. He's all over the place. I see little John. Little John. Yeah. Oh, Paul, welcome back. We just finished the uh, Thanos quest part two. Oh, damn. But cool. I, I have to say, you know, I've, I've read it. Several times, right? It came out. I think we figured it was 1990. It came out, and uh, it started off, you know, with uh, issue 50 of Silver Surfer. I think he came back to life, and then this was it was like issue 50, 51, 52, 53, or something like that. And then these two books came out, and then it went yeah, right so to Infinity Gauntlet. When Stalin took over writing, the first thing he did was bring back Thanos. Right. Yeah. And then, and then, and then the issues after that was Thanos and Silver Surfer like pound around the universe because Silver Surfer had no idea kind of who Thanos was. So three issues yeah. is like Thanos saying, "This is 
pretty much why you should be afraid of me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so John, uh, mm. since this was your pick, I have a couple questions for you. Sure. Uh, number one, uh, you are uh, a big Jim Starlin fan, are you not? I am, yes. Very good, very good. I know you've you've uh, introduced me to a couple of other things of his that are not Marvel-related. Yeah, like uh, if you... Oh, go ahead, Paul. Did he do Dreadstar? Right, I was yeah. just going to say Dreadstar is a great <laughs> series. Paul is shaking his head, no. Uh, <laughs> you can read Breed. That's through Malibu Comics. That's another one. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, I was reading yeah. that one for a while. No, yeah, I think <laughs> you lent me that one. Wasn't, yep. Breed, wasn't Breed part of the Dreadstar universe? They weren't, but... They, in the last uh, Breed series, I think it was a third or fourth series of Breed, uh, does make an, an appearance because he has the both rights to both characters, you know. Dreadstar originally started in the Epic comic line, which was kind of like uh, Marvel's version of creator-owned stuff, I think. Yeah. If, you guys could probably correct me if I'm wrong, but... You're right. Uh, <clears throat> Jim Stalin, I think, was probably the biggest name. There's other big names in there as well. I kind of I can't think of them now, but his work on Warlock and Captain Marvel, I think, is like some of the best stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. very good. Yeah, um, great art. I got the um, I got his the complete Warlock run when uh, Dynamite Dynamite Comics released it. He released. Oh, the Dreadstar stuff, or no, the Warlock. Oh, the Warlock. Oh, it was released by Dynamite. Yeah, as a trade paperback. Dynamite. Okay. Yeah. Warlock, like Marvel Comics Warlock. Yeah. Dynamite. Dynamite. I challenge you on this. Dynamite. Yeah, I, well, I think I think it's a Marvel comic, Paul. Yeah. Well, it was a Marvel comic, but they Dynamite released it as a trade paperback for whatever reason. Well. While Dario looks into that, uh, one more question for you, John. Yeah. I'm going to ask you real quick, and I want you to answer real quick. <laughs> Don't think about it. Just answer. Ready? Yes. Here we go. <laughs> Thanos Quest or Secret Wars? <laughs> Do not wait for the translation. Answer the question now. Derek, <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is a dirty trick that you're trying to pull on. Yeah. But... If I if I had to say it, you know, if you probably Thanos Quest, yes. Wrong. Try again. Beat it. <laughs> there is a limitation, but it's a very close one. Let me tell you. Wow, Thanos Quest over Secret Wars. Yeah, I would agree with that one as well. But it's different, you know. It's not the same. No, yeah, no. So you can't. Yeah, that's for sure. Right? One different good art and. and One's interesting and one's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how he there's no happy medium with him. He, he, it, it's like two different uh, extremes. Yeah, it really is. You know, did, <laughs> did Jim Stalin? Who did? Who did that? Alien Legion. Um, Jim Stalin didn't do that. Um, I don't know who did that, but it's good. Mm-hmm. Cause, yeah, because didn't what Dreadstar had the had like that cat people in there? 
one one of the big stuff was like a cat person. Like Odie, right? I guess. Yeah, the in Dread Star, yeah, that the cat person's name was Odie. <laughs> really? Yep. It's like a, a dog? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say in the in the Garfield world, Odie's a dog. <laughs> yeah, so I guess he maybe named him after uh the Garfield dog. I don't know. <laughs> we'll never know. Like mysteries of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's yep. That's a sad thing. Oh right. well. There are just some answers that mankind was not meant to know. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. Alright. So is there is that it for Thanos Quest? Yeah, that's it that I can think of right only, now. It was only two issues, yeah. so yeah. It was only two issues, yeah, <laughs> so that was the end of it. All right, so uh, cool. Now, before we sign off, is there anything that any of you guys want to talk about or bring up real quick? What did you guys think about the James Gunn announcement about the DC Universe movies? Oh, we didn't talk about that, did we? What did he say? He, he said, said... He said, uh, John, these movies are not for you. <laughs> Uh, what did he say? He said that he's he's writing the Superman movie. It's going to be called Superman Legacy. Um, let's see. He said he they're doing they're doing the, they're making everything cohesive in the form that if it's a live action movie, if it's a TV show, if it's a video game, or if it's an animated movie, unless it has the Elseworld tag on it, it's all going to be cohesive in this major story arc that's happening in their movie universe. And that Flashpoint's going to do a hard reset on, on the universe, so it's going to get rid of everything else. Yeah. Did, you see that? Did you see that trailer they played at the Super Bowl? Yeah, it was great. That actually... I hate you mean the trailer, it, for, the, the trailer actually, for the new Batman movie? Huh? Yeah, exactly. The trailer for the new Batman movie? I, maybe that's why, I hate to say it, but it, oh, did, yeah. it got me excited for the Flash movie. The fact that, the fact that it was 90% Michael Keaton, Batman, yeah. and 10% yeah. Flash. Even though even though there were two versions of the Ezra Miller Flash in there, um, yeah, I was okay with it. I'm anxious for Ezra Miller's character to get phased out and for them to do whatever they want to do with this oh, universe. Me too. So here is the official announcement of the 10 projects Coming out of James Gunn's DCU. This is what's been announced. Uh, the first one is Superman Legacy. Mm-hmm. He's writing it. Which is being written by James Gunn. Um, uh, and he might be directing. They're trying to convince him to direct it, but we don't know yet. Uh, it, and they say it's not going to be an origin story. No, exactly. Um, next, and this is an interesting one. Next, we have The Authority. Mm-hmm. I can't believe... I'm it. actually kind of glad that they're dipping their toes in the characters that aren't what people are going to expect. I am, too. I'm just... I'm shocked that they're doing an Authority movie. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But... but the I more like, I hear about it, the more I kind of have a... I kind of know what's kind of happening here. Mm. If they're leaning towards Kingdom Come, then they need to do... <laughs> right. They need to do old-school Superman Boy Scout stuff right For, and then and then they need to show the authority so that way they're, they're going to be like setting up the kingdom come thing right. you know what i mean um next up they're doing a movie called the brave and the bold which is actually going to be 
um, the story of Damien. Batman and Damien. Yes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Usually, like, the Brave and the Bold is, like, a team-up issue. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So is it going to be, like, uh, Superman's son as well, or...? It doesn't... No, I think it's just going to be Batman, and it's, instead of calling it Batman and Robin, they're just going to be calling it Brave and the Bold. And okay. this, this is... Gunn says this is the introduction of the DCU Batman. Uh, the Robert Pattinson Batman will be under the Elseworlds banner. Yeah. Um, then we have Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. which is based on the Tom King story. Did you, any of you read that? I didn't. I, I read the first few issues. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'll be. I think it'll be pretty cool. So according to this, um, while Superman was sent to Earth and raised by the Kents, uh, Kara was left on Krypton, and she was stuck on a piece of Krypton that drifted away from the planet, and she lived there for the first 14 years of her life in a horrible situation where she watched everyone around her die. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. So she's going to be but, a much harsher version. But in the Silver Age, she got in a rocket and went to Earth and was like, I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, is this going to be the Supergirl that we see in Flash? I don't know. No, no, no. Okay. That's going to all be mm. that. That that Flash is from that, that Supergirl is is kind of from the Flashpoint universe, right? Because right. If you look in the trailer, they have to break her out of they have to break her out of government holding because the Flashpoint Superman mm. has not been allowed to see the sun, which is why they that Kryptonian has no power. So, but instead of doing Superman, they make it a Supergirl. So another, another the final movie that was announced is another interesting one um, because of the direction they're going in, and that is uh, they're doing a Swamp Thing movie. Yeah. Oh which, wow. Which is cool. That's that's very interesting. Yeah, I love the Swamp Thing, and they're doing the animated but, Creature Commandos. Well, that's what I was just about to talk about. Um, yeah. So the Swamp Thing, I'm I'm, I'm interested that they're going in that direction so soon, but I like it. So now there was a couple of television things introduced as well and the first one was as dario said creature commandos which is going to be an animated series probably like the what if um quite possible no what they from what i read and what what james gunn said is that um everybody who's in the animated series stuff if they ever make well i, I guess you're right paul it could be a what if but anybody that's in the animated animated series if they're gonna appear in live action they're going to try to make sure that they use the same actors who voiced the characters. Uh, I thought it was the other action. way around. If the live action appeared in animation, they were going to try to get the same actors to do the voice. Well, well it's worth looking into. I thought I read, I thought I read it the I thought I read it the way I said it, but I could be wrong. Um, so this this show is going to have Rick Flag Senior, uh, Nina Mazursky, Doctor Phosphorus, Frankenstein. Eric Frankenstein specifically, The Bride of Frankenstein, and G.I. Robot and Weasel. <laughs> nice. Who we've already seen, Weasel. <laughs> uh, next up, there's going to be a series called Waller. Guess what that's about? That's Amanda right. Waller. Amanda Waller. And it is going to feature the return of Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. And apparently, it's going to be... Um, like a bridge between season one and season two of Peacemaker. Hmm. Which I cannot wait for season two of Peacemaker. I like season one a lot. 
season one was awesome. I, I can't even believe I love the season one because the first when I first heard there was going to be a Peacemaker show, I was like, are you kidding me? Who cares? <laughs> but it was so good. Um, next up we have the Lanterns show, which is going to focus on Hal Jordan and John Stewart. So that could be I also read a rumor that they they could be le- using the Lantern show to kind of go into a Blackest Night story too. Mm. But quite possibly. Oh really? Um, that would be cool. I feel like they're going to be going towards Kingdom Come, so, and I've got no proof of that, but I just feel like that's what they're going to do. So, James Gunn said that the Lantern series will lead into the overall story, um, and then he says, we find this ancient horror on Earth, and these guys are basically super cops on precinct Earth. So the main story is going to weave back and forth between the films and television shows. Interesting. Uh, next up, we have Paradise Lost, which is kind of interesting. It's going to be like a Game of Thrones type story, but about uh, Themyscira. Themyscira home, before Wonder Woman, right? Home, yeah, home of the yeah. Amazons, and it's it's going to be it's going to feature all the darkness, drama, and political intrigue behind the society of only women. It's going to be an origin story of how like the society came about. What was that? It's going to be like a prequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to Wonder Woman, yeah. And finally, we have the big show that I'm very excited about, and this is the one I'm going to be waiting for, and that is Booster Gold. Oh, I forgot they were bringing in Booster Gold. I love Booster Gold. Um, <laughs> Booster Gold. <laughs> this is, <laughs> Gun says, I think of it, as basically the story of a superhero's imposter syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) The only question I have, which they don't mention here, is um, if they're going to have Blue Beetle in it at all. The Ted Cord Blue Beetle. Well, if it goes, if it's a show, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so at some point, more than likely, he'll show up. I would love that. Yes, please. Then they can do the Blue and Gold (laughs) TV show. (laughs) That'd be pretty cool. The Booster Gold show, that'd be cool if he went back back into time at different points on different storylines. Yeah, there's a couple different ways they could do it. They could yeah, do him yeah. just on Earth uh, during the you know, time frame he's at, or over the last few years, they kind of made him a time cop. So, But they could also do all of that in like different seasons and stuff as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so that is everything that was announced. And James Gunn does say that there are going to be a few other... There are a few other things in the works already, but he can't talk about them yet because uh, they're still in early stages. But, uh, yeah, that's that's the, the stuff that was announced. So, I think... I don't know about you guys, but I, I think they're headed in a, a, a good direction as long as they can follow through with it all. Mm-hmm. In my In my... In my dreams, I would imagine, and it's not going to happen, <laughs> that their Superman movie is going to be set not in modern times. Their mm. Superman movie should be set like in the seventies. <laughs> Interesting. Right, and then and then so that way when he's interacting with the authority and all that stuff in like the modern times, he's the gray, older, you know, oh, right, waggling oh, version of mm-hmm, Superman. Mm-hmm. I see that. <laughs> I can totally see that. Yeah. Didn't they have yeah. DC do a um, 
Superman in the Authority, like a miniseries? Yep. They did, and it was really good. And Superman in the Authority, he was the older Superman. He had those great temples and stuff. Right. He wanted, uh, Superman wanted Batman to join, and he said, like, no. I really didn't think I was going to like that. I think Grant Morrison wrote it, too. I was surprised I liked that book. <sighs> yeah, you might be right. Yeah, it was pretty good. Actually, I think that you're the one who, who brought it to my attention. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you reviewed it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, some interesting things. I think they might actually finally be able to make the DC movies and, and shows um, <laughs> good, I guess. They can start, you know, <laughs> building up a good, so that now you'll actually be excited to go see a DC movie instead of being like, well, I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. see if it's there's only There's only one way to go, right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know right? So I don't know. I still haven't seen the Black Adam movie yet. No, I don't bother. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, <laughs> don't bother. You know, I didn't hate it, but it's not. Well, that's kind of the, free on TV. That's the kind of consensus of what I've gotten. Like, it's not horrible, but it's just. Eh. Now, I, I really want to see the Shazam movie because, I, as you know, I like that family. So yeah, yeah. I hope it's good. Yeah. What uh, what do you think of the first one? I liked it. It was fine. Yeah, I have a feeling it'll probably st- it'll be on the same level. Of my biggest problem was, was that I thought when he was Billy, he was less goofy than he was when he was Captain Marvel, and Captain Marvel's yeah. supposed to have the wisdom of Solomon, right, and he right. didn't really act like it. But <laughs> that being said, I reread the New Fifty Two introduction of Shazam. That came out 10 years ago, however long ago it came out. And it's really almost frame for frame the first movie. Oh, really? The first Shazam movie. Oh. And and I didn't realize it, but when I was reading it, I was like, at no point does the wizard Shazam say, you know, the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Right. the stamina of the Atlas. He doesn't say any of that stuff. It's just like, hey, I'm a wizard. Have some power. Good Shazam. luck. <laughs> <laughs> Why Shazam? Have you ever seen the uh, the uh, what's his name there? Gomer Pyle there. Shazam. Shazam. So we'll just we'll just use that. So <laughs> the ancient wizard was a big fan of that show, so he chose that as his power. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know I've told you this before, but in the uh, during the during the fifty two series that came out years ago. Um, Billy was in charge of a rock of eternity, and he so he took away Black Adam's powers. Mm. And he, Black Adam was on a quest to kind of figure out what his. Basically, Billy's like, I changed your power. So if you can figure out what your power is, you can get your powers back. <laughs> and so he is trying to figure uh, out. What was? It was oh, egg cream soda. <laughs> 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 so he, he somehow or another like um uh the guy the, the well, i don't forget what his human name is adam adam says he goes into a soda shop and he orders he's convinced to order an egg cream soda because it was one of billy's favorites he's like fine bring me an egg cream soda and then a lightning bolt comes through the window and he chains back to black adam and he's like really <laughs> i gotta get that issue that sounds great uh, I, I, for some reason, I picked up that issue where 
Black Adam had just changed. And he's like saying words. He's like this, that, you know, naming all the words. And nothing's yeah. coming out. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, geez, I wonder what the words going to be. <laughs> I'll have to pick that. I'll have to pick that issue up. That sounds yeah. fun. What was it's his? Fun. What was his word? Was it just Shazam, or was it something else? Yeah, it was just Shazam. Shazam. Mm. So he, um, and technically, in the Silver Age, if he'd said Shazam again, he would just turn back to dust because he would turn back into a human. But since he was so old, he would just be dead. Oh yeah. But they took that. They changed that, so he would just become a human again. Mm. And then Freddy's power was was saying Captain Marvel, and. Oh, really? Everybody else just said Shazam. <laughs> For Black Adam, though, it was like Egyptian gods. Yeah, I think there were were the different gods or Egyptian gods, probably. Egyptian. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. All of this can be uh, learned in the Black Adam film. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Um, is there anything else we'd like to bring up before we sign off? I don't think so. No. No? All right. Then, um, that'll do it for us this evening. And, of course, as always, I'd like to thank you guys for joining me, especially on my birthday. Very nice. Happy birthday, Derek. Happy birthday. <laughs> Should we sing happy birthday no. to you, or... Was that yes? No. <laughs> we're willing, we're able. <laughs> uh, I, I'd love to, but we're we're running out of time. I'm sorry, guys. Copy, it's copyrighted. I think Michael Jackson owns rights to it. I don't think it is anymore. I think it's free now. You I mean, no, it. it's super copyrighted. We can get sued just for saying happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> As always, we want to thank everybody for listening. We really do appreciate it. And <clears throat> until Nightwing reads a comic and gains his own power world, that'll be it for us. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. <laughs> I love By the it. way, Nightwing is in charge of a new major team in the DC Universe now. Yeah, well, I'm sorry for them. <laughs> <laughs>